You are Locked On Nationals, your daily Washington Nationals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everybody. Josh Neighbors here today for the Locked On Nationals podcast. It is June 30th. 2021 and on today's show we are brought to you by spotify green room go to ios or android app stores to download the spotify green room app today on today's show we discuss the washington nationals four to three win over the tampa bay rays last night in dc the nationals now getting over 500 once again this season for the first time in a while so it's good to see the nationals nationals doing that have a full breakdown of the game coming up Okay, let's get into it. Last night, the Washington Nationals defeated the Tampa Bay Rays by a score of 4-3. to The Nationals are now 39-38. and They are still in sole possession of third play, or second place rather nationally East, but they are over 500 for the first time since their opening day back on Tuesday, April 6th. They beat the, uh, the Atlanta Braves that day 6-5. to that's the last time the Nationals were above 500. That is absolutely bonkers if you think about it, but it just really speaks to the fact the Nationals have not quit this year. They have not given in. You look back this season, and this is according to baseball reference right now, the most games under 500 they were was nine on June uh, 12th. On June 12th, they were nine games below 500, and now... Just 17 days later, on June 29th, when the game wrapped up last night, obviously June 30th when we're recording, but on June 29th, just 17 days later, the Washington Nationals are now 39 and 38. And in that stretch, they have only lost three times since then. They are 13 and 3 since that game. And when you go to the standings, uh, or you look just across baseball right now, you can you can see kind of the, the latest trends, latest streaks who's playing well, and the Nationals, you just have to be honest, there aren't many teams playing better than the Nationals, especially in the last 20 games. Uh, the Nationals have been one of the best teams uh, in baseball, just period and full stop, and a lot of that has had to do with, obviously, Kyle Schwarber, who has been fantastic, and we'll get to the game here in a second, but it just I think we have to acknowledge the job that this team has done you know, they lose Tanner Rainey again, uh, losing another guy again, I guess you should say, but now it's Tanner Rainey who heads to the IL. As the injuries pile up and mount up, the Nationals players continue to step up. That's really the big uh, theme here is that, look, they're pitching, you know, I'm not saying it was a – if you had to pick something that was good about the Nationals uh, earlier in the season when they were bad, it, their pitching was better than their offense pretty much, period. Right? We talk, talk about that batting average they had as a team, still pretty good. Uh, early in the season, but they were not manufacturing any offense. They were not driving in runs, and now they are. Now now they're stepping up. Now their pitching is stepping up, too. Different guys coming in different spots, uh, places they're not used to pitching, and they're coming in and getting the job done in these games. So the Nationals are just getting contributions across the board. We'll get into the game in a second. First, we're going to give you guys uh, a quick word from our sponsors here. Today's Locked On Nationals podcast is brought to you by our friends at Spotify Green Room. It was uh, Locker Room, and then now it became Spotify Green Room. You guys can go and download it from the iOS or Android store. The way it works is 
it's basically communities, audio chat rooms where you can join in. If you like uh, European soccer or you like you know, the Washington Nationals, there are rooms for all of those things. I host weekly rooms. If you download the app, make an account, and you follow me on there at Josh Neighbors, you'll get uh, notifications when I go live so you guys can come and join in when I do trivia. You guys come and join in when I have discussions. Had a lot of fun discussions this week. Uh, some of the lockdown hosts will pop in and people can ask questions. It's a great time, so go download the Spotify Green Room app today at iOS uh, or Android app stores. All right, so last night, the Washington Nationals, like I said, 4-3, to three, and this game started off uh, with a bang. The Nats end up getting, and this is a kind of a theme, back-to-back nights, Kyle Schwarber hits a home run on the very first pitch of the game. Rich Hill left one way over the plate, and Kyle Schwarber made him pay. I know we talk about Kyle Schwarber as a guy who does not hit left-handed pitching particularly well, but right now it doesn't really seem to matter, does it? Uh, Kyle Schwarber clubs one and gives the Nationals an early lead. It's something that we've talked about a million times, the early offense, right? That's really what they need. And this year, Kyle Schwarber against lefties is hitting 222. Um, that's just his second home run of the season off of left-handed pitching, but right now he just seems to be hitting everybody very well. And one left over the plate, Kyle Schwarber took it way, way, 430-plus feet to right field to lead off the game with a home run, and the Nats uh, began. They were already in business. Trey Turner does a, does a great job of getting himself on base with a double, and this really mu- it really did uh, mimic last night a lot, or the night previous, I should say, against the Mets, right? Think about, what was it, three pitches, two homers, and a double? Well, uh, three batters in this game, uh, Homer, double, Homer. Juan Soto, his first home run at Nationals Park. Line drive into the bullpen in right field. And with that, the Nationals were off and running 3-0. It was good to finally see Juan Soto uh, really step up and in that situation, be able to knock a ball out of the park. Uh, to see him finally get that home run at home, right? First home run at home this season. And for him, he's, you know, I said at the beginning of the season, guys, I thought the under on Soto home runs was the play this year. Um, I, I just think he's a guy who's adjusting to the way that he's being pitched this year, which is totally fine. I, that's going to happen. And I think, you know, with the way offense is down in baseball, we just have to give him a bit more time to adjust. And look, by no standards um, is he having a bad season, maybe to his own, but no general standards. Is Juan Soto having a bad year? You look across, uh, you know, the season that he's having, and just on the whole, look, hitting 273 with a you know 394 on base percentage and a 437 slugging with an 831 OPS, it's you know it's not normal Juan Soto, but it's still getting the job done, right? It's a guy that across his career has never been a sub 280 hitter during all the time that he's been in the league. Now this is his fourth season in the major leagues, but look, 273, 34 runs driven in uh, in the 67 games that he's played this year. You know, he in that position hitting third is starting to really do some damage, especially this last month. Uh, He has been on it, uh, you know, in in my opinion. He's been hitting uh, 277 in the month of June, 393 on base. So basically his numbers are kind of par for the course right now. I know he got off to a very good start uh, in April and really kind of came down to earth a little bit, but once again, by his standards in May. But in June, he's turned it back back up a little bit as he's hitting 273 uh, 277 rather on the month. So Juan Soto bringing that early offense, Trey Turner bringing that early offense, and Kyle Schwarber bringing that early offense. And that's what we talked about. You know, we're going to keep mentioning this. Can you navigate that three, that front three of the Nationals? Sure, you can navigate it once. 
you might navigate it twice. But good luck at every single point of the game navigating those front three well. And sometimes they'll hurt you collectively. Sometimes they'll hurt you individually. The last two nights, they've hurt everybody, uh, the Mets and the, and the Rays. They've hurt them collectively at one point of the game. Sure, they might go quiet the rest of the way, but those three runs ultimately proved to be the launching pad the Nationals needed. Yeah, they only scored four runs on the night, but getting that 3 nothing lead was essential for them to move forward. And really, that's what it's all about. You know, you don't have to um, – we love the sustained offense, right? But on nights like this where your pitching was really strong, you don't always have to do that. And the now the offense, with the way it's lined up with those guys, one, two, three, are giving them enough at certain points of the game. Once again, it doesn't have to be all of them at the same time like it was last night, but it can be. And it just shows you, hey, even if it's one inning, even if it's the first inning, and they can give that kind of production, that can be enough sometimes. And on tonight – it was to kind of get them moving forward into this game. So the Nationals go up 3-0. Uh, Joe Ross comes out, and just just show you how really Joe Ross is always in the strike zone. Uh, he threw, I think it was six pitches, had two outs, and had two guys on base. So just shows you that Joe Ross is in the strike zone, giving guys stuff to hit, yes, but also getting guys out, getting getting some swings uh, on balls. Joe Ross tonight, six and a third, six hits, two earned runs, and seven Ks, only two walks, gives up a home run as well. But a win for Joe Ross and another strong start for Joe Ross. This was a very solid outing for him across the board and outdueled uh, Rich Hill, who at 41 is still having a really good season. Also on the night for the Nationals, they end up picking up a home run from who? Victor Robles in the second inning. Victor Robles finally getting himself in the home run column. And it bears mentioning that they were really on that sinker tonight. Uh, ESPN tracker says that Kyle Schwarber's one that he hit in the beginning of the game was a four-seam fastball. To me, that looked like a bit of a, a bit of a sinker, also the velocity at 83 miles an hour. Rich Hill usually is upper upper 80s on that pitch. So uh, to me, it hit a sinker at 83 that was up in the zone, that was left in the zone that Kyle, uh, Kyle got a hold of. Soto's home run came off a sinker that was basically just in the middle of the zone. And then Robles homer, comes off a four-seam fastball up in the zone that was left there, and he ends up taking that one deep. So the Nationals get another run there, and Robles has had a very difficult month of June, just hitting 194 in the month, but he's got a 341 on base. That seems to be the MO for him, just for context. He hit 265 last month, but he had a 345 on base. His batting average has dropped basically a full 60 points. It's dropped more than that. It's actually dropped 61 points. Uh, but he is still getting on base at relatively the same clip. So, you know, while his batting average this month has not been good, uh, Robles is still finding a f a ways to be effective at the back part of that lineup. And we've seen it. Guys have been on base for sure when they turn that lineup over. You know, it's you're hitting leadoff and you're hitting multiple, you know, you're hitting uh, uh, multi-run home runs. Obviously, that means somebody is on base. So those guys at the bottom have done a good job. But here is Victor Robles doing a good job of creating offense of his own and Look, besides that pitcher spot, everybody got a hit, which is what we love to see. Nobody had any multi-hit games, but every single national in the starting lineup tonight uh, ends up getting a hit. It was good to see some of these guys, you know, because I know that there's been some struggles. Robles, obviously, Castro uh, has had a difficult month, and to see those guys get hits, get on the board. I know uh, Ryan Zerman has not been great this month either. So to see everybody hit across the board was really good for the nationals on the evening. But the Rays would strike back at the top of the fifth. Brandon Lau hit a home run. Kevin Kiermeyer doubles in the sixth. That's the end of the line for Joe Ross, uh, or the seventh was the end of the line, rather, for Joe Ross. And then the Nationals are now turning to their bullpen. This is where Tanner Rainey, 
being out is going to hurt them. But they were able to turn to Sam Clay, who gave them two-thirds of an inning, just one hit, and was able to get out of that. Austin Voth came in, who is now effectively going to be their setup man, right? Tanner Rainey was after he took over for Kyle Finnegan, who took over for Daniel Hudson, right? Maybe you can even argue took over for uh, Will Harris. No, he's a seventh inning guy, but still. So they're on their third setup man, right? I think it's fair to say uh, at this point in time. Hudson one, Finnegan two. Actually, this is the fourth. Hudson one, Finnegan two, Rainey three, and then uh, now it's Austin Voth, who's the fourth setup man uh, at this point. I know Paulo Espino's gotten some run back there, but look, the Nats are piecing it together right now. Obviously, Espino is not available uh, last night's game because he just pitched and made a starting pitching outing uh, the day previous, and I doubt he'll be available the next couple days as well. And depending on uh, the starting pitching health, I'm sure Espino will probably make another start too with uh, Eric Fetty on the IL. But the Nats are piecing it together right now with the bullpen, and they're doing enough uh, to get things done. And look, it actually wasn't any of those guys who were stepping up. They gave up the run. Brad Hand gives up a home run in the ninth inning, was able to settle down and get the save on just eight pitches. Once again, in the strike zone, he was effective. Uh, guys were attacking the zone tonight. That was a big story, is the Nationals hitters were attacking the strike zone against this Rays lineup. And look, it's been a good lineup this year uh, for the Rays. You know, obviously a team that's 47 and 33, so they're doing some things right. The Nationals were the better team tonight. The pitching was uh, was good enough, and the bats were timely enough, right? Those first two innings, putting up those four runs on the board was enough. You'd like to see them get, uh, you know, get, get some more offense throughout the evening, but that early in the game, you know, they took advantage. They only had runners in scoring position twice uh, on the night, and they went one for two in that situation. Soto's home run was the one. They only left two guys on base, but uh, they did get enough done in the situations tonight where they had to. So Nationals win four to three. Let's take a look at tonight's game, but first, one more word from our sponsors. Today's Locked On Nationals podcast is brought to you by our friends at Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting, best for you protein bar in the game today. Go to builtbar.com. Use the promo code LOCKED15. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5. LOCKED15. And you'll get 15% off your first order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off once again at builtbar.com. They've got those nine delicious flavors available. Uh, Go check them out today. Once again, LOCKED15 at builtbar.com. Today's Locked On Nationals podcast is also brought to you by our friends at betonline.ag. Baseball season is in full swing. Go to betonline.ag today to get in on the action. They've got the latest news, scores, and odds for all your sports gaming needs. MLB, NBA, NHL, UFC, boxing, all of those things are available to bet on at betonline.ag. Go on your mobile device, computer, whatever it is, sign up today. Use the promo code LOCKEDON. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, LOCKEDON and you'll receive a 50% deposit bonus. Yes, 50% deposit bonus. If you deposit 100 bucks, they give you an extra 50 to play with today at betonline.ag. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. All right, so we're going to preview tonight's game. Obviously, we got to do our Schwarber check first. So right now on the Schwarber check, just for you, uh, those of you keeping track at home, that is going to be 12 home runs for him in his last 10 games. So since June uh, 19th, uh, he had five in those in the 19th second game against the Mets on the 20th. He hit three home runs. And then on the 23rd, he hit one. On the 24th, he hit two. So that brings his tally uh, to eight. Then follow that up against Miami again on the Friday, the 25th. Another one. We go to nine right there. And then uh, two against the Mets on Monday night. So that brings his tally to 11. And then last night, the leadoff home run brought his tally to 12 in the last 10 games. 
That is absolutely unbelievable. That is also tied for the major league record all time. He brings himself uh, now tied for the most runs in a 10-game stretch by a major league player. He ties Albert Bell, who in 95 had the most, uh, you know, had that record uh, in the most 10 games, and that's since 1901. So he's also got 16 homers in his last 18 games since being moved into that leadoff spot on June 8th. So that was, uh, you know, that's kind of where we're at right now. Um, you know, Joe Ross, I actually think this is the second time he said this. He said, quote, it's kind of a joke at this point, end quote. Uh, every, it's like every time he goes up there, he hits a ball 350, 370 to right field, end quote. That's, uh, that's coming from Joe Ross right there. So, yeah, I mean, this is going to be, um, you know, this is going to be interesting to see how it goes. You know, I was texting uh, Connor Jones, who's been on this podcast before, and he was saying, are we going to see people start walking a leadoff hitter? Um, maybe in certain, certain circumstances they should, because this is getting ridiculous, but it just speaks to the idea that, you know, you, you can't take any pitches off against that front three and Schwarber more than pulling his weight is, is a big reason why the fact that you're, you're sweating for every single pitch against those three guys. And then they're putting a, a good hitting Josh Bell behind them or a, you know, a Ryan Zerman, who's been really solid so far this year. The fact that you have to face that front part of the lineup, it, it's what's been so effective for the Nationals right now. Now, we move forward to tonight's game. Uh, the Nationals and the Rays, actually today's game, excuse me, against the Rays. It is a 4 o'clock game, so we'll have a podcast hopefully coming uh, later on this evening. But 4 o'clock game for the Nationals and the Rays today. Your pitching matchups here uh, for today's game. Once again, 4 or 5, you'll be able to catch this one on Mass and do not believe it's going to be National Televised anywhere. But 4 or 5, it's going to be John Lester, uh, the lefty going for the Nationals, and he'll be going up against Drew Rasmussen for the uh, Tampa Bay Rays, who is more, for them, kind of a bullpen guy. He's not really a guy that they're used to throwing out there in normal situations, but according to ESPN, he's going to be uh, he's going to be pitching for them in this game. So we'll see what John Lester can do against Drew Rasmussen, who I don't expect to go more than a couple innings. It's going to be a bullpen game for them. But yes, uh, John Lester versus Drew Rasmussen, 4:05 game today on Wednesday for the Nationals. And look, uh, they let's see if they can keep this thing rolling right now. You know, just worrying about yourself. But uh, right now, the odds the Nationals are plus 105 on the money line. Obviously, run lines plus 1.5 runs. I kind of like the Nats today, just considering how well they have been playing. And the fact it is a bullpen game. I know John Lester has struggled as of late. He does need to, to, you know, he needs to be more consistent. Obviously, we've talked about that, but we'll see what Lester can do against this Rays lineup. And look, the Nationals have already guaranteed themselves a four-game split against the uh, against the the Rays this year. Uh, they play them four times, obviously, and uh, the Nationals have already guaranteed themselves at least two. And against a team right now that's playing this well in the Tampa Bay Rays, that's fourteen games over five hundred. The fact the Nationals are at least going to be. Uh, even with them on the year, that's a trend that needs to continue. The Nationals need to keep playing well against good teams. I know it sounds simple, but once again, the Mets, the Cardinals, are the two teams the Nationals have really played well against this year, and they're starting to play better against those good teams. Right? There's, they played really well uh, against the Mets. They played very well earlier in the year against the Cardinals, but were not able to replicate that. And now they've got a chance to take a two-game set, uh, to take another two-game sweep, right? They took one last week, middle of the week, against the Phillies. They've got an opportunity to do that here today. We will see if they can do it. All right, that will do it for today's show. Make sure you follow us 
on Twitter at LO underscore Nationals. You can follow me at Josh Neighbors underscore. Until next time, my friends, as always, stay safe.